This episode of Excuse the Opinion is brought to you by Kevin's Own, a line of Kevin-made products that meet your kitchen, home, and bathroom needs, all the way from Kevin's shampoo and Kevin's conditioner down to, shut up, I'm making a podcast. As well as products such as Kevin's Pan and Kevin's Tongs for making all sorts of wonderful dishes in the kitchen. Kevin's Own is a an American-made, American-owned line of wonderful products for your family. Get them before this holiday season. Kevin's Own, official sponsor of Excuse the Opinion. Here we go. So excuse the opinion, I am your host, Fat Zach Efron, and this week we are going to be diving into weeks four, five, and six of the epic 2022 fantasy football season. It has been an exciting three weeks, definitely a lot of pretenders and a lot of contenders coming through these last three weeks, and I have decided to try things a little bit differently than we did in the previous episode. And instead of going week by week, we're just going to be going team by team and discussing kind of some big points and what were the big results from each of their matches during weeks four through six. We start off by taking a look at Tom and the Providence Steamrollers, who through weeks four through six went one and two. Through these weeks, we saw more consistent offensive output by Providence, which is a good sign of things to come. Key win against a very good Camino squad, which will bode well um, and likely help him when it comes down to playoff seeding. Uh, losses to teams fighting for playoff spots could prove detrimental, however, in the long run. As far as player concerns go, is Tom too weak at the RB position in terms of his starters? That is the big question going into the latter half of the season. And so far, um, we have seen some positives, obviously, looking back um, the Cincinnati wide receiver trio has proven to be very valuable for Providence, um, possibly surprising to some, obviously not to this podcast. We knew right from the very beginning um, that this trio would ultimately bode well and create a healthy amount of depth coming from a very pass-heavy offense. And so not the not the stretch that Tom was probably hoping for, but definitely a lot more positives to pull from this stretch than negatives. Next, we move on to Isaac and the Denver Broncos, who went three and O in this stretch. Really, no major points of concern. Totally unrespected on the coaches' poll. Just to throw that out there real quick. The keys to success. Honestly, the incredible defense has been putting on a clinic throughout Epic, 
And honestly, no critiques. Denver Bucks on. We head northwest to the rainy city, probably is what it's called. Seattle, owned by Michael, of course, going 2-1 and one through this stretch. Definitely a strong week four performance. Shows a very high ceiling for this team. Top-tier RB talent um, led by a versatile quarterback. Uh, week five definitely displayed some of those weaknesses. Um long-term in the flex positions that Michael will definitely want to shore up come playoff time. This is definitely a playoff contending team. Um, The loss of Michael Thomas, definitely a big hit to an already slightly diminished wide receiver core, Um, but definitely could be a major player having Hawkinson in Minnesota late in the season, Uh, assuming he acclimates to the new team. um, That will definitely be Something to look for uh, come weeks 7, 8, 9, and beyond for Michael. We head south and then east a lot to Jerusalem. Jerusalem going 1-2 and two during this stretch. The offense definitely showing signs of slowing down by the end of week 6, but definitely still plenty of d- potential, I believe, for Benjamin to utilize come the latter half of the season but throughout this stretch there were definitely some quality losses to a Duluth and Denver squad who he will very likely see in the playoffs Um, and those are good losses to pick up early in the season come later in the season for rankings obviously Uh, best kicker in sports coupled with a top QB there is definitely a an interesting ceiling for this team Um, decision time obviously whether to trim some players underperforming um, or decide to roll the dice and keep them going into the second half of the year hoping that they will find their stride it's definitely do or die at wide receiver and looking at this team there are some solid players but not a lot of tradable pieces in my opinion so definitely looking forward to seeing if Jerusalem tries to uh, rock and roll on the trade block or if they are going to take what they have and press on through the rest of the season from there we move to scranton who during this stretch went zero and three they did not score over a hundred points at all during this stretch and most of this caused by major woes at the rb position Um, Kyler showing some much-needed consistency, but can he right the ship? He was unable to last year in Denver, and the stress of a team on the brink of collapse definitely was not something that he was able to handle, and so we're definitely hoping that things will change for Scranton and that we will see Kyler on this squad for the foreseeable future. Um, Definitely some tradable pieces. Um, But would that diminish the foundation of this team? That's a big question that Lauren needs to ask, in all honesty, because does she believe that the foundation of this team is enough to carry Scranton all the way into the playoffs and beyond? But will this team have a resurgence once the onslaught of injuries has subsided? definitely possible this will be this is a do or die time for scranton and i look forward to seeing how 
the rest of the next two weeks plays out in terms of what she decides to do with her roster. And lastly, we will discuss a woeful stretch for Camino. Camino going one and two, four weeks, four, five, and six. Um, definitely a down period for Camino after a very hot start, primarily thanks to a surprise star quarterback in Jalen Hurst, who is showing no signs of stopping in the foreseeable future. But definitely some down weeks for uh, some star running back talent, which will likely rebound um, as the season progresses. Um, and some injuries and different uh, player trades between franchises definitely causing some of his players to uh, underperform these last few weeks. But in all honesty, there is no major cause for concern. This team's ceiling is as high as it has been since the start of the season, showing no real signs of slowing down. And so likely to be a lower seed come playoff time, which will lead to some unsurprising upsets of top-seeded teams. Definitely not Denver, but I digress. Uh, we will be back with the latter half of the epic franchises after a word from one of our sponsors. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love? She wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're hunter proof. I asked her her name. She said, blah, blah, blah. I took a couple of flicks, and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said, I was very amused. I started throwing bass. She started throwing back mid-range. And when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Come on. I'm not even going for it. This is what I'm going to sing. You. You got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby. You. You got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby. You. You got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Get your Kevin's own products at your local department store. All right, and we're back to discuss the other six franchises of Epic and their outcomes through week six, starting with the champion emeritus, the Duluth Eskimos, going two and one through week six, starting from week four. Yeah, math checks out. Through these weeks, the most consistently high point totals through the stretch of any team. We're checking the math real quick. 
Yeah, the math checks out. The most consistently high point totals of any franchise through that stretch. A quality loss to a Seattle squad we will likely see in the playoffs. Um, and definitely the most electric receiving core in the league as we speak. Injuries playing a major role in limiting the squad's true potential, with it, which is a very scary thought this early in the season. Um, but... We believe the record is not reflective so far of this team's abilities, and the scariest thought for most of these franchises going into the playoffs would be that Duluth takes that last spot going in. Uh, definitely would be one of the toughest one-seed versus eight-seed matchups we've seen possibly ever in the history of Epic. And so this remains one of the most exciting teams to watch so far and we will continue to watch them as they progress through the latter half of the season we go next to the windy city to discuss kevin and the bears kevin going two and one through this stretch a down week four but overall major resurgence of a dying epic franchise a star wide receiver running back and tight end is the QB position limiting things for Kevin and this Bears squad? Will a loss to the Seaman earlier in the year haunt Kevin as he fights to stay alive in the Keep Hope Alive rivalry competition? Definitely major wins against Providence, who is a major rival of the Bears. So this should boost morale for Kevin's team going into the latter half of the season. And this is as much promise and potential as we've seen from the Bears in many years. And so definitely an exciting time for the city of Chicago. Speaking of which, we move to southern Chicago, maybe, for the Seaman. I don't think they decided where in Chicago they both are. To the Seaman. Going two and one through the stretch. The commish having some pretty average weeks in all honesty qb woes major pain for the commish through this stretch having started three separate qbs in three separate weeks a big win against rival tom and providence aids in pursuits of the gauntlet um or whatever that rivalry is the running back position appears capable of assisting the commish in his pursuits of a playoff spot. However, do they have what it takes to take this Seaman squad from the start of the playoffs all the way to the championship? That will be the bigger question. Looking at other pieces of this Seaman roster, Jalen Waddle definitely having some high highs and some low lows, making this team incre incredibly volatile. But we like volatile. Likely to make major trade in the near future. Likely strong wide receiver one to give his team a better boom potential. That is what we are expecting from the commish. We're done talking about him. Next, we move on to Philadelphia. Mike. Going 0-3 through this stretch. The woes keep on woeing for Philly. Very consistent play throughout the year. Limited ceiling and a lack of overall depth factor into all-time bad start for Philly. Possible trade piece in Cup or Jones to add more role players to uh, this roster at the expense of some boom potential. 
major trades at this point in the season are definitely quite common in Epic, and we look to see how some of these trades progress in the very near future. But looking at Mike, is this the evil plan of a manager looking to increase his odds at a higher pick? Is this possibly a tank for Taylor situation? Or whoever the top running back is going to be come draft time next year. Only time will tell. Our next stop is in Pensacola, looking at the Blue Wahoos and Stu. Going one and two through this stretch, the team does not appear to have a very high ceiling, but displays moments of playoff potential. Could be one good trade away from some some pieces that could raise the floor to upset levels for Pensacola. Some well-fought matchups and a stout defense make this a sleeper going into the next half of the season with all of the pieces to compete with the elites of Epic. Definitely a team to keep an eye on as far as the rest of the league goes. And lastly, we take our final trip south um, or west or east. Um, geographically speaking, to New Orleans, Louisiana. St. Sally and the Saints going 3-0 during weeks 4, 5, and 6. Only one of two teams to do that through this stretch. Major wins against the Seaman and Camino that will likely bring Sally good favor come seeding time. Another volatile team, which we love, that has a chance to beat any team on their best day. Looking ahead, does Sally believe she has all the pieces to make a push for the title? Or will enticing trade opportunities rear their ugly head as they do this time of year? Definitely a one-two punch in Mahomes and Cook, as good as any in the league at this point in the season, after definitely a slow start from Cook. We look forward, obviously, to seeing how the rest of this team shapes up and any changes in the flex positions as I believe the starters for this team are as good as any other and have a ceiling as as high as is necessary to bring home that 2022 title. Definitely a team that could put, make a push at the end of the season for the regular season title even, likely getting second place to Denver. Um, in my analytical opinion. Definitely an incredible first six weeks of Epic. It's tight. It's always tight. It's going to stay tight until that final week. There's some, some teams in good positions, definitely teams such as Denver and New Orleans who are looking to be in a position where they just need a few more wins to secure that playoff spot because Come playoff time, it's all out the window, as we all know. And we've seen teams coming from very low seeds, making it all the way to that final match and bringing home the title. And so looking towards the future, these next few weeks are definitely prime trade time, as we've seen a little bit more about what all of these players are capable of. I look forward to seeing some major trades likely between Scranton and Camino. We obviously know 
Nicholas loves his trades, and he will likely be putting out two to three trades per franchise. As is customary this time of year, it is usually his Christmas present to all of the other franchisees, franchisers, franchises. And as far as the season stands, it is it has been an exciting season, and we look forward to keeping up to date on the rest of the season as it progresses, especially during uh, an incredibly important time in the world uh, during the World Cup. We will likely have some World Cup coverage at some point, maybe a look back, possibly waiting until um, the group stage is over to kind of discuss some of the happenings and goings-on in the world at that time. But I will leave you all with a short clip. We are doing a new segment called Drunken Thoughts. These are thoughts uh, that I had drunkenly regarding the drafts of various franchises that I did earlier in the season. I will drop them periodically, uh, sometimes at the end of episodes, other times as little bonus clips um, for all the fans out there. And so... Uh, I will let you hear who this one is about. It's definitely one of my favorite franchises in all of Epic, a team that I root for constantly. And so I hope you all enjoy that. I have been your host, Fat Zach Efron. And as always, this has been Excuse the Opinion. Thank you and a good night. All right, we're going to be doing a new segment called uh, Fat Zach Comes Home Drunk and talks about his honest opinions of Epic. Let's do our first honest opinions about Thomas Stamatosis, the Providence Steamrollers. Tom is quite an interesting person when it comes to talking about Epic. I think Tom is an incredibly brilliant mind. He's a quirky individual who looks at the game differently than most people look at the game. And I think that bodes well for him in Epic, ultimately. Um, I don't think these are really original opinions, but I like these as opinions. This is good. I think I'm doing a really good job. Um, Providence. Frustrating, because I feel like feel like the Denver Broncos have beaten Providence a few times during the regular season, and yet it feels like Providence somehow seems to come out on top as the league regular champion season, season champion, season champions. Um, shut up. And I... Long pause, long pause while I think about what I'm going to say next. What was I going to say? Regular season champions. Um, and I'm not frustrated because I feel like, I feel like personally that as a Denver media member, it's important that I root for the hometown team. But I do find myself enjoying watching Tom, Tom's team go up against uh, pretty much everybody else during the regular season. And I find him to be the most interesting Epic League personality 
week in and week out when it comes to chat amongst the owners. And I feel like he's very involved, and I find his involvement in the program, franchise, whatever, to be really interesting. Um, I think... Hold on, I have a copy of the draft here. Let me look it up real quick. Let's look at, let's just look at Tom's draft. Drunken drunken draft thoughts with, with Fat Zach. That's what this segment should be called. But we'll just call it whatever it is. Uh, I think Tom was a late... Ninth, I think. Ninth, that's right. Let's see here we got here. Let's see. We're going to go... We're going to go... So let's just look at the top three picks. We got Jamar Chase... Travis Kelsey and oh, T. Higgins. Really, two receivers from Cincinnati. I mean, let's see here. I let's just hope Joe Joe Burrow is ready to fucking sling it. Oh, bleep that out. Um, let's just hope Joe's ready to sling it. I mean, two of your top three picks are receivers from Cincinnati. I, you know what? Who am I to judge? Tom is the brilliant Epic League mind here, and I think he knows exactly what he's doing. And it is not I to judge. I think the Travis Kelsey pick is a very good one early on, especially with the departure of Tyreek Hill. I feel like Kelsey is going to be picking up a lot of those uh, targets early on, at least in the season. Let's look at that. Rookie running back in Jacksonville, Brandon Cooks. I, Brandon Cooks, I find him to be a very polarizing character in, in football. He's just so, he can be really frustrating, but he's uh, he's a good character as well. Um, high ceiling, low floor, ultimately is how I feel about him. He, he explodes sometimes, but I'm curious to see if, uh, if Houston can put out a gunslinger who's willing to give him the ball enough to make him uh, worthy of a, I'm gonna pick that high, honestly. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I don't feel bad about that pick. I think that's a good pick. I think, uh, I think he'll be he'll be sharing the load with uh, Chubb quite a bit during the season. Let's see here, Tom Brady. That was a late quarterback pickup. I think the second latest quarterback pickup of anybody in Epic, uh, behind the the freaking commish. Um, Boyd has a late one. He had three Cincinnati receivers. I mean, I like I like the idea. I think ultimately it is similar to Denver's idea of picking up uh, Mattinson. Matt 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 Madison Mattinson Madison. Yeah, picking up him. From uh, RB from Minnesota, I think it's a similar concept. Picking up him in the hopes that uh, you know, if a player goes down, you're ultimately still getting the points for that uh, for that position. I'll be you know, Jamar Chaser. Higgins goes down. Ultimately, he will uh, he will have the next guy up. So it's a similar concept. I don't I don't. Uh, I don't think it's a bad play ultimately long term, especially in a uh, an offense like Cincinnati's. Let's see who else we got here. No, it's good. I don't know. I like Tom's team. I think uh, I think he's gonna be an interesting one. I think he doesn't have a lot of huge names outside of Jamar Chase, 
And I think that ultimately that kind of bodes well for Tom Brady's. He's a, he's a perennial guy. He's going to do well regardless. But I think, I think it's, I think it is, it's a great team without great names. And I like that for Tom. And ultimately I'm looking forward to watching him, uh, him go at it this season. Uh, if you heard some sound in the background there, that was my air fryer because I'm cooking food. Because this has been, I was out, and now you're listening to Drunken Thoughts with Fat Zach. Thank you very much.